Hi, I'm Tara. Hi, I'm Michelle. Welcome back to Books and Beyond. On this episode, we spoke to Vivek Tejuja, who's written a memoir called "So Now You Know: Growing Up Gay in India." I think that title is self-explanatory. Yeah, it is. Vivek has been in the book world for such a long time. He's a very famous book blogger, and we wanted to know how he reads so many books in a month. We found out about that. How he became a book influencer. How he wrote a memoir. Did he take notes? Did he embellish certain memories? All of these things and much more on the episode. Welcome to our podcast, Books and Beyond. We are speaking to the most famous book influencer in India, Vivek Tejuja, and he's written this memoir. So now you know, growing up gay in India. Welcome, Vivek. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Michelle. I follow your book recommendations, and I absolutely love what you have to say about books. So I wanted to know why did you decide to write this book now? So I think it wasn't about the time. It was just uh, very the timing of the book happened to be right. I think it had been right any time that I had written it, but I just had to get it out of my system. And I won't say and be magnanimous saying that I wrote it because of a better good or a cause or a, for the community. It just perhaps is the byproduct of that. But I wanted to write it only because I had something to say about my life, and I thought, well, I've lived a Bollywood-esque life, <laughs> so might as well. you know bring it out and tell people about so you've it. revealed a lot in the book vivek you know really painful memories you've spoken about sexual encounters so how did you find the courage to reveal it all i think it was just because i would speak about it anyway to so many people so i thought okay let me just write it what will happen lot more people will read it i hope and uh, the book will sell i hope it is selling but i don't know i think it's just um, being very honest i've come to terms with everything so nothing shocks me nothing surprises me nothing bothers me a very thick skin so yeah wow that's yeah. a really peaceful space to be in <laughs> yeah. extremely really and so what was it like you know while writing the book did you do any research for this book did you read other memoirs did you read queer literature so i always read queer literature right constantly but not for my not when i was writing my book I think I I kept reading and even then but nothing that really influenced me because of course my story might be similar to a lot of other stories so you worried it would influence the voice no and not nothing of that sort nothing of that sort and if it would influence in great right i mean let a better writer influence my voice than a bad <laughs> writer so i think that's very important even if it influences it's great why not let people see traces of somebody else's writing in my writing i would love that but it actually didn't happen so yeah so what was the process of writing the book you know did you write just from memory or did you have any diaries or notebooks that you had kept at those times i love this question but it was only from memory i wish there were diaries and notebooks really yeah i wish there were diaries and notebooks but there were no diaries and notebooks sadly so can was, you give us any tips because we have really bad memories <laughs> no my memory my memory is very very strong when it only comes to me Okay. When it comes to others, it's very weak. I'm like, uh, I don't remember half the stuff. So, how long did it take you to write the book? It took right? me about a year and a half. So, was it like a very continuous process? You wrote every day. What was your routine like? No, I didn't write every day, and that's why my editor was very upset with me because I didn't write every day. I took my time. I would laze. I would read, listen to some music, watch a film, 
But and that's then, the creative process, right? No, it's not. It's just being lazy. <laughs> <laughs> but you do mention and procrastinating. I'm the biggest procrastinator that there is. I think we can all relate to that. <laughs> yeah. And I love it. I love putting my feet up and doing nothing. That's like if I had a choice, perhaps even after a booking, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> I'm that sort of a person. I get post confirming uh, stress. Like, totally oh my god, why do I saying. have to do this? Why I did I totally say yes to this? I totally understand what you're saying. So, so yeah, yeah, that's me. Yeah. So no, there was no process really. I mean, I wrote. I tried to write every day. Sometimes it happened. Sometimes it didn't. Also, the book has no time span. If you see, it jumps a lot from between one time to another time to another time. But yeah, and we also, really like that. But that's also because. I didn't write it keeping a timeline. Oh, we wanted oh. to ask you mind. actually, you know, mm-hmm. because it's not chronological. So yeah, why? it's not chronological yeah. because I I didn't write it that way. I never thought of my memories as being in chronological order. Strangely enough. And so, while you were writing it during the year, did you have any beta readers? Did you exchange drafts? No, with other- I don't uh, take kindly to criticism. <laughs> I think I I no no every writer says that we do oh give me feedback. I'm not a writer per se, and I don't like criticism. Why do you call yourself not a writer? Because, Because you not. wrote a full book. Yes, I know, but I'm not. I feel very like when I read other people that I love and admire so much, I can't place myself or call myself a writer. Oh, the imposter syndrome. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh, am I a fraud? <laughs> How did I write this book? No, no, then? you're just being too critical. No, no, no I'm being. Book. I can yeah. I can be too critical of myself, but if others are too critical of me, I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> So I I very reluctantly go to Goodreads and then I see like two bad reviews or three bad reviews and my heart sinks Aww. and then I want to take something hard and throw it at them. <laughs> I'm being very honest. Yeah, I, I don't mean, like I don't take very kindly to criticism. We rarely like so, hear so very, that from writers. Yeah. So I'm like very cautious and I'm like you know what did you think of the book? And if somebody says hey we loved it, I'm like yay. <laughs> <laughs> so so rejection in any aspect of life. I don't take kindly to, so it's as simple as that. So I didn't even give it to beta readers, or I gave it to sort of mediocre readers who couldn't <laughs> find any faults, or they are not used to reading. They read like two books a year. So I'm like, ha, you can read some chapters because you love it anyway. <laughs> so, because your reading, uh, I'm I'm judging perhaps, uh, but but your reading is so limited that you might think my writing is very good, but I never gave it. to someone whose reading was as diverse close to mine then i would feel like oh then you know that you know or so now you know that this book is not good enough but i think that the book is very accessible and i like that about the book because it can reach so many more people in that way you know somebody told me that i'm uh, that my book reads like a chetan bhagat no, novel no, no. When I say, because because it, because it is so accessible when i say accessible <laughs> no. i just wanted put out no, no, a disclaimer that it's not that but people have said that it's not you and i couldn't stop laughing i'm like i hope it sells that way then <laughs> but, <laughs> but coming to beta readers um, you know since this topic is not I mean, like some people may still object to you know homosexuality. Were you at any point afraid of the reactions that you may get by putting a book out? My mother was. I wasn't. My mother was very scared. At that time, she said, "Oh, somebody from this political party will come home, and they will beat you up. Somebody from this political party will uh, will say that you know to ban this book." I'm like, isn't that great? If a book is banned, there's no conversation <laughs> around it. More people will read it. Exactly, yeah. and they would want it, and it would go. And if a book reaches the underground uh, market, nothing like it. But but sadly, nothing of that sort happened. 
my my book is just a speck <laughs> in the wind and it just went away but i think that fear is natural like no, you know no. my, my mother's fear yeah, sure climate. my my parents fear is natural and you've also um, addressed it in the book very well have i have forgotten also <laughs> what i've written but uh, but at no point i was afraid i wasn't afraid of uh, putting things out there that i wouldn't be so explicit also perhaps with my sex life or the way it went and what i felt and so on and so forth and you know the memories are so vivid so and you said that you didn't keep any journals did you embellish any memories no none really none so but the thing with the memoir is that you remember and you write what you write right but with a biography or an autobiography you have to constantly keep checking researching looking at facts but this is your memoir this is your story i didn't twist anything i didn't um, you know make anybody say something that they didn't say so yeah but but of course people's names were changed and that that goes without saying some people's names weren't changed <laughs> what so, is their reaction to being in your book mm, i don't think they've read it <laughs> so, so the friends uh, the friend who I, i fell in love with when i was a kid his wife has the book now and uh, she follows me on social media but i don't think Did she Did she reach out to you? No, she she didn't. She hasn't. And and i don't think the friend either has read the book. But i know for a fact that that she owns a copy. Oh. So which is very strange, but it's uh, quite liberating that it's out there. But it's got nothing to do with the friend anyway. Now we are all older, perhaps wiser, and i hope we understand how to live life better. It was just one part of your life. It was just one part and a very minuscule part in retrospect. Yes. And also, like during writing this book, Vivek, did you ever consider quitting? I mean, and which was the hardest part about writing the book? So there was no hard part really. I, everything I would love to say that oh, it was very hard, it was very cathartic. Oh my God, I stopped writing, I cried, I wept, but no, <laughs> <laughs> nothing of that sort happened to me. Damn it! I mean, I was like, oh, it was liberating. It was, no, it wasn't even. It was just there. I had something to say about my life, which I didn't think ever was going to get published to begin with. Why not? because uh, i'm not a, i don't consider myself what forget good i don't even consider myself an average writer so i think i have to work on that art of writing and the craft which will come in the second book i hope but you and read I, so much and i mean you are so much exactly fonder. that's why you see because i read so much i'm always comparing myself at a very unreasonable standard oh that's a really good unreasonable scale and i'm like i i want to write like that so my anguish comes from the fact that i wish i could write like as a reader and, and i don't identify as a writer either and i'm very much a reader i i identify with what you're saying because you yeah. can't be at that level that complex you know, is always like i want to be ahania yanagihara <laughs> i, I want to be anita yeah. desai yeah. i want to be atwood no but can i no definitely not <laughs> uh, but but can i be myself and of true course. to what i write yeah sure so that's when it becomes a chetan bhagatesque kind of writing <laughs> and the chetan bhagat memoirist or something <laughs> So is there another book Vivek? Yes there is. Oh And is it fiction or No it's it's again non-fiction. Oh what And, is it about? Um it's about 20 books and uh, 20 men in my life. So I can only say that much. 20 books? 20 books and 20 men. Wow. Yeah, so that's again non-fiction. And when is that coming out? Um if all goes well September October 2020. Can't wait We to read can't it. Wait. Yeah, can't so, wait. Yeah. yeah that's amazing. You say you don't identify as a writer, and you do as a reader. And I mean, you are India's most famous book influencer. So, how did you start that journey, and how does one become a book influencer? I don't think I'm a book influencer. I know one thing that I read books and I talk about it. 
If anybody has to be influenced or not, that's purely up to them. <laughs> I, 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 can't, I, I can't take the horse to the water and say, drink water. I can't do that. But I can talk about the book constantly. My favorites I can quote from. I do giveaways here and there so that people are exposed to literature. I think and perceive as good. Now, everybody has a different perception and scale of thinking. Very subjective. What is good? What is bad? What is ugly? That's up to them. That's none of my business, really. And there should be no pressure. So I think read what you want to read, really, even if it means that you're reading stuff that other people don't approve of and look down upon and and scorn at and make faces at. You still read it because that's your choice and not let anybody else tell you otherwise. You read and be honest to yourself, whether you like the book or not. Talk about it honestly. Don't uh, borrow lines from other people's reviews because it's Google. Hello, we are living in an age of technology. <laughs> Your plagiarism will get caught like this. Yeah, and talking about honesty, there are a lot of fake <clears throat> book reviews out there yeah, nowadays. Uh, they, are, they, are, they are book photographers. They're not reviewers. What about reviews of a book that the readers say is bad, but in newspapers, it's sort of got a good review? Again, different Subjective. choices, right? I mean, I, I think if a reader doesn't connect with it, sure. But if that reader who writes for the newspaper is connected with it, great. So it's all so, subjective. It's, it's entirely subjective. I don't think arts can ever be this objective that everybody has the same opinion about it. And since you recommend books to people, like we were wondering who recommends books to you? Nobody. <laughs> I don't take my recommendations from anyone. So how do you except, find out about Except books? online. So I go to LitHub, I go to Book Riot, I go to Millions, I go to New York Times, I go to... New Yorker, I read a lot about the books that are anticipated, that are forthcoming, small indie presses books that I like to read, different genres, reading diversely. So either constantly I'm reading about books or I'm reading books or so, I'm talking about books. So which are your favorite genres? My favorite, I love literary fiction. I love a good thriller on a good rainy day when there's thunder and lightning outside. So, which was the last good thriller that you read? Last good thriller, I read The Silent Patient. Oh, I've heard a lot about that. Yeah, you read it? Great yeah. book. It's such a good book. And of course, you won't give away the spoiler. But you must read it. It's a brilliant book. And I just read it last year, so loved it. Yeah. And you know, you read so many books a month. I just saw on Twitter that you read 13 books uh, in, January. in January. I was very disappointed, sorry, because I I'd aimed to read 20. But How do you do it? <laughs> really? How do you make that? Because I know that you, you know, you also have a day job yeah. and, you know, you're a reviewer and all of these other things and you, you write your own book. So how do you have the time? I read everywhere. Like I was reading even now in the elevator when I came up. Oh, this reminds you of Umberto Eco, actually. He says that, you know, when you're in like waiting in a queue or if yeah. you're in an elevator, you yeah. do not even waste a minute and you just read. Are you it's like that? I, I have become like this oh. over, over the last couple of years. I have developed this habit. Like I on purpose give people uh, a different time and I reach there earlier so that I am sitting with my book and warming up <laughs> with, the, with the prospect of meeting someone. So so by the time I'm having, I have had a drink, I'm reading, I'm chilling, I'm at ease with myself. I know the person is going to come after an hour. So I have that reading time. Because otherwise it becomes very difficult to make reading time in this city. Or in, or in today's time and age for that matter. But do you ever get reading fatigue, Vivek, since you read so much and you know, like every free time that you get, you try to read? I get reading fatigue, but then that's when I watch a film. That's when I watch a bad film. And like a Kartikarian movie. <laughs> 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 I 
And what happens when you do you ever run out of books or struggle to find your next book or do you just have a continuous list of things you want to read? So you know, years it is very interesting how sometimes I also get taken in by what everybody is talking about and what book they are discussing. Like now, I'm waiting to read American Dirt and make my own commentary on it and see whether I like it or not. So that's one book that's there. And at other times, I love going back to books that were published in the past. Like I think with Bookstagram. And nothing to do with bookstagrammers, but I think the entire culture on bookstagram is always about new, 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 new. I got this book from the publisher. I got that book That's from the it. publisher, and it's all about new books. But what about the books that you haven't read? What about the books that are collecting dust on your bookshelf? How do you keep up with that? How do you keep yeah. up with that? But I think there's a good balance that I try and make between old and new. So if there's a challenge, a reading project that I want to take on for myself, then I ensure that they are old writers, and to read all their books in this year, or most of their books this year. So things no, like that. You should try that out. That's and do you ever skim read? No, never. You never do that. No, never, never. I read every word. And do you ever leave books halfway in the middle? Oh, lots of times. <laughs> if I don't like it, I just chuck it. I don't pressurize myself to sit and read that. Because then it makes no sense. Even I do that. Yeah. I, do you, uh, Tara? I do that all the time. DNF is yeah. always there. DNF <laughs> did not finish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a DNF list on. There's Bradley's. a DNF list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, coming back to your book, Vivek, like, what did you discover in the process of writing the book? Did you discover anything new about yourself? About myself, that I can be brutally honest if I want to be, like, and and then that is that is liberating. To be really very very honest about. So, did you think that you would be so honest before you started writing the book? Yeah, I knew that if I had to write something like this, I had to be honest. I could not, you know, just sort of only talk about it on the surface. I'm not going to get into the queer politics in my book, and it, and there's none, because I'm not talking about it from that perspective anyway. And people have said that to me, oh, why didn't you? Because that's not my place to talk. I don't know enough about it. I know about myself and my life and what I identify as and who I am. And you can do justice to that. Yeah, and my sex life, which somehow I have the need to talk about. I don't know why. <laughs> I really don't know. My poor editor must be very uncomfortable, and so must be a lot of readers. But yeah, it's there. Now, what can I do? It's that's what it is. So, what was the best comment that you received from a reader? You know, now that your book is out. And so, I think on Instagram, one of the young boys reached out to me saying that he really related. And he loved it, and oh, how, that's wonderful. how that somewhat changed his perspective towards being gay. Uh, and I love that. I love when younger people—I won't say young because I'm not old—younger people <laughs> reach out to me, talking to me about the book and telling me how they liked it, or not. Then I just push them in a corner. They don't come to me <laughs> if you didn't like it. No, no, I take feedback, even the negative one, but not too kindly, perhaps. And is there anything that you hoped that your book would accomplish? Yeah, I mean, give me more loyalty. Pay me. <laughs> we didn't expect that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really, because uh, after all that writing and selling and great reviews in newspapers, all that is great. But get nominated for some award, do something in your life. I keep telling the book every day, like I'm its parent and it's my child, right? Like, do something. Wo, wo ko dekho. See how where he's gone. And look That's where so you are. You are still there. You useless memoir. Look at literary fiction doing so well. Getting awards. Getting nominated everywhere. Maybe I should write fiction for that. Are you thinking of writing yes, fiction? Yes, I am. Do you have an idea? Yes, I do. 
Are you working on it? Yes, I am. Wow. <laughs> so when when can we see it in in maybe twenty twenty one? I hope. But that's great. If yeah. all goes well, and if I find a publisher for it, then twenty twenty one. And what was the journey like towards getting this published? Very easy because I worked with Flipkart for six years, and I knew publishers before that anyway because of the reviewing and reading. So getting in touch with publishers wasn't a problem. Pitching the idea wasn't a problem. So nothing really. I've had it easy, and I'm glad that I've had it easy in touch with and and not everybody does. So I've been very lucky that way. But but the writing process is still tough. You still have to sit and do the entire ritual of writing home on the laptop. No, no, I didn't do all that. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, but you just have to sit and write. And with two cats at home, it's a big problem to just sit and write because they don't let you be. Yeah. So you speak somewhere about Giovanni's room yes. and how it was a sort of sexual awakening for yes. you. So, like, what would you like to talk about the book? So I think you know, here's the deal. I've also I'm not mentioning in the book, but. or maybe i have but i think i felt so alone in college that i was the, like i was the only gay boy in the village like i was just thrown there and there was and i in my head everybody else was straight because nobody else had come out or nobody was coming out or making eye contact or giving me a hint or so on and so forth and you're raging with testosterone you're raging your hormones are all over the place you don't know what to do with them so you so then i read as always i found solace in books and giovanni's room was the first queer fiction that i read and i fell in love with it with the writing of baldwin and everything that he had to say about relationships and love and heartbreak and angst and all of that so i think it made a very big impact so who uh, recommended that book to you how did you discover it i discovered it just by chance in the in the college library that's it it just came i think it was meant to so come to yeah. me to read yeah yeah <laughs> that's always the best way to discover a book yes i agree so what is your writing routine like Do you have a word count that you want to write per week? What do you do? There's no writing routine. If I sit and write, I write like four thousand words a day if I want to. It's just about getting my mind in order and sitting and writing. And what is your support system like while writing this new book, or even for the you know for your memoir? Do you have a support system? Oh no, people are too busy with amongst themselves to support anybody, and the same goes for me. <laughs> I, I know because we are living in an age, sadly, where we are too. We claim to be empathetic and kind, which is great, which we are, and yada yada yada. But I also think, to a very large extent, we are very selfish, and uh, social media and our phones don't allow us to be selfless. Like imagine getting anxiety and stress and jumping out of your skin just because your phone rings. I mean, you must be so shallow, dude, that you can't handle a phone call. I feel bad now. And you think you're so confident? No, no, no. But what if somebody? Honesty, what I mean. if somebody is trying to reach out? Like, if a support system, if I'm writing and I want to reach out you're to right, someone yeah. in terms of research or just have a conversation to make myself feel nice before I write, it's not there. It doesn't exist. And you can't blame anyone. I'm not angry or upset that it does that the support system isn't there. But I think that's what that's the unfortunate of the because of the times we are living in are like that. So, do you have any advice for aspiring writers? Just write. Don't think about social media marketing before you've written the book, or how I'm going to get a publisher. Everybody keeps asking that. Yeah, writers usually jump the gun. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, but writing. if you don't write, how will you get a publisher? Let your book finish your book. Have a middle start end, and then your publisher will find you. You don't have to find the publisher. 
And since you spoke about, you know, the thriving uh, contemporary Indian, uh, you know, fiction scene, like which are the top three books that come to your mind that are really good? In Indian fiction? Yes. So I absolutely love In Custody by Anita Desai. Oh, I yeah, love yeah, to the, read it. I've not, I've not read I that. love The God of Small Things by Anandati Roy. I love, uh, so there's a translation, Zindagi Nama by Krishna Sopti. Oh, I haven't no, heard of even that. Even I yeah, haven't. So it's a great book. And uh, what others do I love? I love Cobalt Blue by Sachin oh, Kundalkar. I was just going to say that. I love uh, that book. I love, uh, I love Mahesh Dhatani's plays. So there's so many. I love A Suitable Boy by Vikram Seth. But more than A Suitable Boy, I love An Equal Music, which is not really Indian. Because it's set in Britain. And yes. So I love that. I love uh, Midnight Children by Salman Rushdie, of course. They're the classics. I love them, which are now modern classics right. in a way. Okay, so so what is your family's reaction like now to your book, Vivek? My mother liked it. My sister is yet to read it. Is she not a reader? No, no, she has not read my book yet because she says she has other books to read before getting to my book. So I'm <laughs> like, like, cool, that. that's fine. Yeah. My aunt read the first chapter and she's like, oh, I wept. I couldn't carry forward. I couldn't read forward, read ahead. I'm like, okay, whatever. My cousin read it, no response. So these are the only people who've actually skimmed or read it. So yeah, four, <laughs> four people in my family have read my book. So, and if the others have, they haven't told me anything about it. So, I'm guessing, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I don't know whether they liked it or didn't like it. So, you know, you're so active in all social media. So, I'm wondering, and maybe for this book, did you ever get trolled? And how did you deal with it? No, I didn't get trolled. The minute Do I saw a hint... For... Oh, yeah, I just blocked them. I, I read You the, never engage. I read the them. tweet. No, I never engage. I block or I mute. Mainly block. I like the idea that they know that I've blocked them. <laughs> and they, they can be upset or do anything, but they can't reach out to me. Oh, that and makes sense. Uh, if I, I want to meet one troll in in real life <laughs> and point my finger at his face and laugh out loud. That, hey, you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's so easy to do it online. No, no, I just want to do that. I want to troll him or troll them in real life. And I'm not saying this from the perspective of being a bully. But I just want them to have a taste of their own medicine in real life and to see how it feels. So uh, Vivek, since you've read so much queer literature, like we would love to have some recommendations from you. Okay, so A Boy's Own Story by Edmund White. Uh, there is um, The Man Who Fell in Love with the Moon by Tom Spanbauer. There is Cobalt Blue, of course, by Sachin Kundalkar. There is uh, The Golden Gate, which is which is bisexual. It has a bisexual uh, sort of uh, parallel narrative. So that there is... There's this book called Same Sex Love, which was edited by Ruth Vanita. So yeah, to my mind, these for now. So, you know, there's a lot of um, now, you know, LGBTQ characters presented on OTT platforms. So what do you think of how they're portrayed? So I liked Made in Heaven. I like Arjun Mathur's character. Same here. Yeah, so I, I like that. Though his gay was subdued and more straight than gay, but that's okay. I like that how it finally... He came out of the closet or people already knew and how suddenly but the drastic shift of him being being closeted to suddenly becoming an activist was a little much I thought but I liked it nonetheless I thought that that was a good strong narrative there was Romy and Jugal which was done by Ekta Kapoor's Balaji Alt Balaji did it uh, a gay love story based after Romeo and Juliet and two warring families so very very interesting I like that that was also quite nice. So I think OTT platforms are are doing their bit. Like even Sacred Games had Cuckoo. 
which was Cuckoo was a part of the book anyway, but not so much. In the series, they increased their length and uh, gave it, made it a little meatier in that sense. But I think OTT platforms are doing this, which I think is great. And it just uh, leverages the community. But at the same time, I also feel that the research needs to be spot on. If you're not an LGBT person and you are telling LGBT stories, please ensure that your research is spot on or you do not tell our stories. Do you think that's being done? From what I've seen, yes. Uh, and I hope uh, that Shubhmangal, Zyada Savdhan and Dostana too do not disappoint me. <laughs> but uh, but I'm very happy that there is a movie like Shubhmangal, Zyada Savdhan. Uh, but I just hope that they are true to the gay person's story and not... I don't take away from the truth. Yeah, we wanted to know that because actually in your book, you do mention a lot of shows and Bollywood movies yeah. that had influenced you and we all consume, you know, movies and TV shows. So it matters a lot how they portray characters. Exactly. They didn't influence me at all. In fact, if anything, I hated them. The portrayal of gay people Yeah, that's what like, is there yeah. any growth back yeah. now? So I think there is, definitely. Like, uh, I hope we wouldn't just be recognized by a limp wrist and the way we walk and the way we talk and... You know, as being very promiscuous and our only job is to have sex because we don't do anything else in our lives <laughs> that are worthy enough uh, according to other people or whatever, the cishet uh, people. But I think I, I think that change is coming about for sure. Okay, so now there's going to be a small rapid fire session where we hope to get even more of your book recommendations. You know, this is very strange because people think I, I resemble or talk like Karan Johar. And then I, here I am doing a rapid fire. So yeah, sure. I don't see the resemblance. <laughs> no, thank God, I love you for it. But but people have said that. Like I've been called Kitabo Ka Karanjor, which I hate. Oh, really? But yeah, so yeah. yeah. Favorite book to movie adaptation? Favorite book to movie? I think it's going to be a suitable boy, if done right. But I, but, I, but till now, what's the favorite? Is The English Patient by Michael Onjadri and directed by uh, the guy who made the talented Mr. Ripley, Ridley Scott. Book blogging or writing? Book blogging. What is your favorite reading spot? Mm, my bed. What is your writing desk like? Cluttered. <laughs> Where do you write? Uh, my bedroom. In your, what One else? underrated book. Mm, in Custody by Anita Desai. Sorry, I just love that book. One overrated book. Mm, one overrated book. Fucking Shantana. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you on that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't enjoy it either. And Maximum City. I liked Maximus. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I liked it at that yeah. time and then I read it again and I'm like, oh, you've aged very badly uh, and I can't read you again. When you reread, you do get different yeah. 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 Okay, so if you had to pick one book to take with you on Deserted Island, oh, what wow. would you take? Just one book. Just one. Yeah. 1001 Arabian Nights. Oh, why? Good Because one. it's huge. Because it's it'll long. Be big, <laughs> it'll be long. Plus all stories in a way have stemmed from there in a way and then moved across cultures and taken by different cultures so why not <laughs> and what's one book that you're looking forward to reading right right now in, in 2020? 2020 yeah wow there's so many of them Just I'm one. looking forward to reading the new Louise Eldritch it's called The Night Watchman it's releasing in March or February I think I think I saw it on a list of books coming yeah. up in yeah. 2020 yeah, yeah. yeah a lot of lists have it so I'm looking forward to that book 
But if Murakami decides to publish anything in 2020, hey, Murakami will top. Oh, <laughs> you love Murakami. Love Murakami. So thank you for speaking to us, Vivek. Like we got so many more book recommendations, and we just hope to read it this year. Thanks a lot, Tara and Michelle. Thank you so thank much for you this. Thank you so much. Thanks, Bound India. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. Weren't you blown away by just how honest Vivek has been with us, Michelle? Yeah, I mean, I loved his candid humor. Yeah, and you know, we have so many book recommendations now. I don't know how we are going to finish all of these books that he's recommended to us, but I'm certainly going to try. Same here. And our next guest is the brilliant Amrita Mahale. She is actually a rocket scientist, like no pun intended. She is the author of the novel Milk Teeth, and we'll talk to her about her book, her creative process, and how she does so much with her time. So stay tuned for our next episode, and please do reach out to us with any feedback that you have. We are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Bound India. Bye.